Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of Says Says. Now, as I start this podcast, I partly started it because at the moment we're all locked down. And the reason we're all locked down, which I'm sure you're aware of actually, if you're listening to this, you probably are, is that we are in the middle of a global pandemic. Who knew when 2020 started that that would be where we are, but here we are. So, being locked down and being stuck in the house with just my quite wonderful husband, I have to caveat this, he is actually wonderful. You kind of crave attention, you kind of crave talking to other people. And it's been great that, you know, we live in a world where we've got all this modern technology where we can use video calls and things like that to stay in contact with each other. But it's just not the same. It's just not the same as actually physically being with people. And this podcast is, of course, no exception. I mean, I'm sat currently in my kitchen recording a podcast entirely on my own. But, you know... Hearing someone else's voice is sometimes enough to keep the loneliness at bay. So I'm going to try and make it a little bit lighter than that from now onwards. I just had to get that one out there that, you know, the reason I decided to start this podcast really was because here we are. We're locked down. It's weird. Every plan that I had for 2020 has completely gone out the window. I don't know about you guys, but I had actually quite a full calendar of things to look forward to. I was thinking about this recently. I was trying to think about what was life like even before the lockdown. It's so random to think that, I don't know, that things have changed so quickly. If we go back to the beginning of 2020, I, towards the end of January, went to the O2 Arena in London. Um, for anyone who's listening who's not aware of the O2 Arena, it's um, it's a weird place. It's kind of like a gigantic tent. The other name that you might know it as is the Millennium Dome. It was a bit of a failed project uh, at the turn of the millennium. It was a kind of weird museum-type place under this gigantic tent, and it's right next to the River Thames in Greenwich in London. And what happened was it eventually got bought out by the telecommunications company, O2, or rather sponsored by it at the very least. And they now have turned it into an incredible arena. It is probably one of the best arenas that I've ever been to. I've been to the other big arena in London, which you may have also heard of just because it's been around forever, is Wembley. Well, I've got to say the O2 blows Wembley out of the water. It is an incredible venue. There is not a bad seat in the house at all. It's an incredible place. You get an, a really decent view from wherever you are. And I've been to some uh, amazing things at the O2 over the years. The first time I ever went there, going back a few years now, and I know I'm digressing, but bear with me, was Glee. And I was right up in the gods, and it's the most weird sensation being up that high. If you're afraid of heights, do not sit right up in the roof of the O2. It's frightening, and I'm not scared of heights, but it's frightening. But if you're lower down, it's incredible. I've been to see WWE, and as the weeks go on, I will be talking a little bit about wrestling. I have been to see uh, the tennis. Ah, how could I forget the tennis? I'm a huge tennis fan, and I'm hoping that this podcast will last long enough 
that when the tennis restarts, I'll be able to talk a bit about that as well. But when we come towards the time that Wimbledon would have been on, I'll start talking about some of my favourite tennis players and some of my favourite matches that I've seen over the years. Just to give you a bit of a heads up. So, you know, if you don't like tennis, that might be the one to avoid. Wait, why am I saying this? I want you to listen to it. Anyway, ignore what I just said. Listen to every episode, of course. So anyway, getting back to the point about the O2 Arena, it's an amazing place. And one of the things that I've been to see most recently was Slipknot. And that was at the end of January. So when I think back, I'm now currently recording this. It's nearly the middle of May. And it feels like a completely different year, like a completely different lifetime. It's bizarre to think that you could have nearly, what, 20,000 people at a concert and not even think anything of it. And now you think of 20,000 people at a concert in an arena and it's enough to give you heart palpitations. <laughs> it's amazing how, well the, how much the world has changed in the last few months. And not only that, but February, I went to a friend's wedding. Uh, they managed to get their wedding in just before the lockdown measures came into place, about a month beforehand. And, you know, there were loads of people from all over the country there. There were Welsh relatives there as well. And it feels mad now that there are so many couples out there who've had to put their plans on hold because they can't get married at the moment. And I was sort of thinking back, I got married a few years ago, and I'm thinking back, what would I feel like if someone turned around to me and said, oh no, for the safety of everybody, you cannot get married? I would be absolutely devastated. So my, my heart goes out to these people that have had these weddings planned, you know, sometimes up to a couple of years in advance, and they're just not able to go through with their plans. How they must feel, I cannot imagine. It, it's shocking, but... We kind of take these things for granted and it's always something to look forward to, to share in somebody's special day like that. And then to find out that they can't hold their special day is just a nightmare for everyone involved. I feel so sorry for them. I really, really do. And then I was thinking as well, what was the last big event that I went to before the lockdown measures came into place? Now, you might be able to tell from my accent, I'm British. Our lockdown measures were put into place, in my opinion, far too late on the 23rd of March. I could see it coming a mile off. In fact, the place that I work at, I was very fortunate that they could see things coming and they sent us home nearly a week before the lockdown measures were put into place and told us to work from home and that it would be indefinite and that we should just plan to work from home for a very, very long time. Well, the last big event that I attended was a football match. This is going to give you a bit of a clue as to where I live. There's not much I can do about that. It was Southampton. Saints versus Newcastle at St Mary's Stadium in Southampton and there were more than 30,000 people there and this was what two and a bit weeks before the lockdown measures were put into place again it's one of those things you take for granted you just buy your ticket you turn up take your seat and enjoy the game or not enjoy the game as it turned out for most people that day as Saints did not win that one let's not go into it but anyway you just kind of take this stuff for granted. It's you, these things that you can look forward to and plan. And that's the stuff that we were able to get done. That doesn't include the stuff that we have planned. Now, we have plans to go and see a comedian in Basingstoke uh, only this month in May. In fact, in a week's time, we were supposed to be going. Um, 
it was something that we were really looking forward to going with some friends of ours and that has now been postponed until October but if it actually takes place in October I'd be very very surprised um, there are other things like just going to the cinema was something we were really looking forward to there's the Black Widow film there's the new James Bond film again stuff that we take for granted you just buy your ticket and you turn up and boom you watch you you watch your movie but this isn't taking place anymore or rather they've been postponed so we haven't been able to go and see those in April when they were supposed to be released and uh, yeah there was things like uh, NXT UK getting back to the wrestling NXT UK is something I actually really love I love British wrestling uh, I really miss going into Southampton every six weeks or so to see Revolution Pro Wrestling absolutely fantastic company absolutely great I love Rev Pro. I've only had to miss one show in the last year and that's because unfortunately it clashed with a holiday that we'd already had booked for months and we wouldn't have known about the, the date that they were coming back. So it's kind of crushing that you can't see all this amazing live British wrestling at the moment. I understand, of course I understand why you can't see the amazing live British wrestling. Don't get me wrong. But I really, really miss going to see live wrestling and NXT UK was something that we were supposed to be going to see it was going to be down in Bournemouth it was going to be the taping we were going to go on the second night on the Saturday night it's the day after my husband's birthday and we were just going to go down there with a, with a couple of friends we were going to have dinner first we were going to enjoy this amazing wrestling show knowing that we were going to be on TV for a few weeks because uh, especially me and my husband had tickets where we were going to be on what they call the hot camera so I was going to be looking out for myself in the crowd I'd already picked out my t-shirts the ones that I wanted to wear when I went down there so looking forward to seeing some amazing British wrestling oh it was absolutely crushing when the date came around and I mean we were told ages beforehand it was being cancelled but when that date finally actually came around you're reminded of the things that you're missing out on the things that you that you've been spending so much time looking forward to you know it just got to me as I'm sure it's getting to everybody you know, these events, the dates that you were supposed to be doing them, they, they come round and then you're reminded, on, like I say, of what you're missing out on. That's kind of crushing. That's kind of cruel. But, I mean, like I say, it's what we're supposed to be doing and we're all doing what we're supposed to be doing, which is good. Or at least the majority of us doing what we're supposed to be doing, which is good. And that is, of course, to flatten the curve of this horrible virus. This is to take pressure off of our health services, wherever you may be in the world. And we really, of course... <sighs> okay, let me just say it. To all the key workers out there, to all the healthcare professionals, to everybody who's been going out and work, carrying on working at supermarkets, postal services, delivery people... Uh, bin collectors, everybody, carers, everybody who has been going out there and keeping the world ticking over and stopping the world from completely going under, you are undervalued by every government in the world, it seems. But I, I do want to say thank you to you. Thank you right now. Um, well, I'm on the subject of what's been going on. So thank you. Do appreciate everything that you do. And... I 
will always support you getting paid what you're supposed to be getting paid and that goes without saying it shouldn't take a global pandemic for everyone to realise the value of these services that we hold so dear and that perhaps we take for granted and we really shouldn't. It's The world's been turned upside down and I think it's become pretty clear where the power should lie, shall we say. So, you know, this is the sort of thing that we've been going through at the moment. This has been the the things that we've been experiencing. This has been lockdown life. And it's very easy for it to become a bit like Groundhog Day, for it to go the same way over and over and over again. So, you know, you wake up, you can't leave your house, you can go out for your one walk a day, but you can only walk to places that are accessible from your front door. So you're really limited to a certain radius of how far you can walk, you're limited by how long you can stay out for. There's other factors, of course, as well, things like the weather, but we've actually cruelly had amazing weather since lockdown started in the UK, or certainly where I live in the UK, it's been absolutely incredible. We've had a few days of rain and even on those days of rain it's only rained for an hour or two it just seems really cruel that the, we had all this rubbish weather over the winter and and early spring and now woo sun shining everyone should be happy and we're all stuck indoors yay with absolutely no sign of when any of this is going to end so that's fun I'm sorry, I make myself laugh with that because it just seems so typical that the moment you want to be spending all your time outside going for walks on the beach, going around country parks, just spending time outside with other people, you know, going down the pub and sitting in a beer garden, just things that you take for granted, again, and you can't do it. It just, you can't do it. And, okay, that's the depressing side of things. And I said I was going to keep this light. Hey, but, you know, I have to give some context and some background to the things that I'm going to be talking about in the rest of this podcast. So, that's the damn stuff out of the way. Okay, there's going to be a little bit about what I miss, but I'm hoping to keep it a bit lighter in this next section of my podcast. So, what do I miss the most? What has lockdown done to me that makes me, you know, what do I miss more than anything? Okay, so I'm going to start with a bit of a weird one. I actually really miss work. And that's because I'm fortunate enough to work at a really great place. I mean, they have been absolutely fantastic throughout this lockdown. They've been so accommodating to people. Uh, We're currently, as I record this, on a bank holiday weekend. And they've given us an additional day paid uh, so that we don't have to log on and work from home. Because they are really genuinely concerned about people's mental health and their well-being during this time. And... I feel like they've done an amazing job at being very clear with us, being very open with us. So I'm very fortunate in the place that I work. I I genuinely enjoy where I work. And although I'm not going to necessarily mention it by name right now on this podcast, it is a fantastic, dynamic, diverse place to work. And I really, really enjoy being there and being in the office. The other thing that it's done for me is it's actually provided a place where... I've been able to meet some incredible people from all over the world and two of my best friends work there and I met them through working at this particular place and I I talk to them every day we you know we've got our group chats and things like that but it's just not the same as physically being with them dropping by their office and saying hey fancy going for a coffee this morning you know there's those little sort of 10 minute 
networking sessions that are just so important to everybody that we just all need those little social interactions throughout our day. It's one thing to say, yeah, okay, I'm working from home. I've got a pretty sweet deal, actually. My husband is a massive nerd. And the good thing about him being a massive nerd is that he's a massive gaming nerd in particular. Now, what he's done for the last nearly 20 years is build his own PCs. And when we moved in together, his dream was to create a high-spec, high-powered gaming PC for me so that I could join him. And I'll be talking a little bit about gaming in a bit. But that's what he did for me. And the advantage I've got is I've got a dual-screen setup, proper PC setup with amazing, comfortable keyboard, amazing, comfortable mouse proper gaming chair, proper desk. Now, I know a lot of people aren't in that privileged position. I know a lot of people are trying to use laptops at dining room tables and all sorts of things like that. Um, and I'm not saying this to show off or anything like that. I'm just saying I know I'm really, really lucky and I'm forever grateful to my husband. He is a wonderful person. And he did this for me years ago when, I set, when we first moved in together. This was his always his plan. So, again, husband, thank you. You're awesome. And that's fine. It means that because it's so high-powered, I've had absolutely no trouble actually completing the work from home and doing the video calls and things like that. No trouble whatsoever at all. But what I miss is that social interaction. Having the technology is fantastic, but the social interaction is... It's just not the same. And you can do a video call, but scientists have started looking at how we communicate at this time and one of the reasons you might be feeling so tired is because of all these video calls it's not a natural way to communicate because do you look at the camera to make it look like you're making eye contact or do you look at the person's face the trouble is if you're looking at the person's face you're not really looking like you're making eye contact and a lot of what we do as communication is where we look you know, most of the time you'll make eye contact with someone when they're talking. Or if it's in a big group for a meeting, for example, you're kind of looking around the room, you're not staring at a screen. So it's a bit of a, an odd situation to find yourself in. And, uh, yeah, it's very difficult to, to communicate like that. Here's a little thing. Did you know, in terms of communication... That if the person that you're talking to is staring at your lips, they probably fancy you. So there you go, there's a little snippet, a little tidbit for you that I learned donkey's years ago. Who knows where from? I will try and add one of these random facts of the day into every podcast. Ha <laughs> Aren't you lucky? I mean, I really should do more pub quizzes when all of this is over and pubs reopen because my noggin is full of random information like that. So anyway, I do miss work. I miss regular walks as well. I'm a walker. I walk to and from work. I walk at lunchtime. I walk a lot. I'm an outdoors person. I grew up in a village that didn't really have an awful lot going on and not great transport links. So the only thing you could do was just walk and walk and walk and walk and walk. And you just walk for miles every day. Just walk and walk and walk and walk and walk. I miss it. I really miss going for walks. I, at the moment, the situation that we're in is we're allowed one period of exercise per day. And we've been pretty good. We've been going out, and this has been absolutely hammering it down with rain, like I say, on a couple of occasions it has. Me and my husband have been going out for one walk a day. But we can't get very far away from the house, and I miss it. And my pedometer thinks I've died or something, because I've gone from walking maybe 15,000 steps on average a day to no more than about 
2000 at most. I mean, if I look at my watch today, we actually went on a slightly longer walk today. I have so far done 6,185 steps, but we went on a longer walk today because as I'm recording this, this is a bank holiday. So you can see the problem. Um, I really miss walks and I am fortunate enough to have a fairly decent sized back garden and I have been able to sit in it and we've been pottering around doing some gardening and stuff. But it's not the same as going for a walk. I like going and exploring new places, you know, diving down side streets to see what's there or walking out across a field in the countryside, of course, sticking to the proper footpaths. But I miss all of that. And I just, if they said to me, you could go on two walks a day, I would be like, yay. Even if it meant I couldn't travel to anywhere to then go on a walk. I just, I feel twitchy. It's not quite cabin fever, it's just a twitchiness. That's what it is. The other thing I miss, and you'll learn about this in a future podcast as well, is Supernatural. I am a huge Supernatural fan. Um, I will talk about Supernatural and my love for Supernatural, as I say, in a later podcast. I actually have a podcast planned for it, so if you're a Supernatural fan, you're in luck. Um, So I won't say too much about it, but I have been watching season 15 over the last six months maybe and unfortunately it was due to be the final series and when they had two two episodes left to film that's when the lockdown measures were put in place and they all had to be off the set and nobody knows when they're going to be allowed back on the set to finish filming these final two episodes so it looks like we're almost going to get like kind of final mini series a kind of mini series 16 kind of thing to wrap it all up because it could still be a number of months before they can get back on set to finish filming what they filmed. Apparently they filmed something like a day's worth of the penultimate episode or something and that was it. And then that that was it. It's like, right, now that's it from today. You have to go home. We, we cannot open the studio. We cannot have people working here. So you kind of get it into your head that it's going to be the final season and then all of a sudden you have to wait a little bit longer to get the final episodes and you've, you've kind of worked out, okay, this is the fi- when the final episode is supposed to air. Oh, no, not anymore, it's not. So that's been a bit weird and I kind of miss that. Um, but of course, the thing I miss most is friends and family and I've already touched on this when talking about missing work. A lot of my friends are at work. But I have other friends as well who I've met over the years. I've got one of my best friends who I went to university with who lives up in Basingstoke and I can't see her. Um, My family just lives slightly too far away. Um, We're not allowed to travel and of course you're not allowed in other people's houses so it's not like I can just see my parents. We've been having to do video calls. I have seen my brother twice. because, I mean, this is the difficult thing. Since lockdown began, we've had the Easter weekend and he wanted to exchange Easter eggs. So he left them at the end of our driveway and I kind of shouted at him from a several metre distance thing for a couple of minutes and then he got in his car and off he went. Um, And yes, actually, he was dropping them off en route to an essential thing. And he did the same thing. The same thing, he was en route to an essential thing and he dropped off a birthday present for my husband. My husband's had a lockdown birthday. My mum's had a lockdown birthday so far as well. And it looks like many more members of my family and my in-laws and stuff like that are going to be having lockdown birthdays. I mean, my brother's birthday is coming up in a month's time. Uh, One of my best friends, her birthday's coming up in just under a month's time. 
And it looks like everybody's going to experience this this year. That's what it feels like anyway. And yeah, I feel gutted for anyone who's so far had to go through it. I mean, there's no guarantee. My birthday's towards the end of the year, but there's no guarantee that I won't experience something like this. It's the one time when you want to be around your friends and family and it's crushing that you can't be. I mean, Easter's fine. You just eat yourself into a diabetic coma anyway with all the Easter eggs. I mean, we had like seven or eight Easter eggs each. By the way, that's not that's, that's not like between the two of us. We had like seven or eight each because nobody was buying Easter eggs. Everybody was going for their essentials and not buying Easter eggs. So we just stocked up. It was amazing. In fact, I've still got some cream eggs. That should shock you. I still have some cream eggs. Um, <laughs> but it's it's crazy not being able to see friends and family and only being able to look at them on a screen. I just miss the company. You know, I don't even care that I can't go down the pub or anything like that. What I want to be able to do is just physically see someone, you know, go around someone's house, sit in their back garden for a cup of tea. But you can't do it. You've got to be socially responsible and you can't do it. And as much as I want to do it, I know I can't do it. But I, I miss people. I miss people. Which is not something I ever thought I'd say, because if anybody knows me, I can come across as being standoffish. But a future podcast will deal with that as well. Um, I'm just not ready to talk about it yet. I think we have to get to know each other a little bit better before I can open up about that. But I do, I miss people. But that's what I miss. And this is still too dark, isn't it? I mean, I did say this wasn't going to be dark. This is still too dark. Okay, let's get on with some of the better stuff. Lockdown entertainment. There's been some advantages to being in lockdown. It has given me way more time to do the things that I want to do. For example, I've been doing gaming. I mentioned the gaming PC. I'm doing a lot more gaming and it's been a bit of a range. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, One of the games that I got into just before lockdown was called Farm Together which I tend to do on my own. I, I kind of buy... S- <laughs> no, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> I buy these um, farm hands. That's what they're called, farm hands. Oh my God, that could have been awkward as hell. But farm hands to work on my farm. I don't have randomness come visit, which is kind of the point of the game, but bleh. thought terrifies me. Anyway, so I've got two farms on the go at the moment. One was supposed to be a collaborative one with my husband, but he kind of gave up ages ago, and I haven't got the heart to delete it, so I've been carrying on. And the other one is the farm that I started on my own. So I've been doing a lot of farm together. Uh, for those of you who may remember playing it, like, endlessly and getting stupid requests on Facebook, do you remember Farmville? It's a little bit like that, but way less annoying. So if you want to give it a go, it is available on Steam. Uh, I've no idea how much it costs now, but I don't remember paying an awful lot for it. And uh, it's given me hours of entertainment, and it's actually really good fun. So, you know, give it a go. You might enjoy it. The other thing that I've been getting into as well is uh, World of Warcraft. So much fun. World of Warcraft is actually a lot more fun than I thought it would be. It's not that I've never really wanted to play it in the past, but I just never kind of got around to it. And now that I've got the time to really plough into it, I'm really, really enjoying it. I am actually really, really enjoying it. Uh, I'm a troll druid, and I tend to melee quite a lot, so I take cat form when I'm fighting, for those of you that know what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, I haven't quite got onto the Battle of Azeroth expansion yet, and I know that there is another expansion that has just come out, or is just about to come out. Uh, I will be working through these, of course, but hey, I've got all the time in the world at the moment. So we are doing regular WoW sessions. It's been pretty good. We get on Discord with a couple of friends of ours and my brother-in-law, and the five of us have been playing this now for, oh God, maybe just over a month. It's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. 
On top of gaming, I have been getting into, you know, just listening to music. While I'm working, I'll stick my headphones on and listen to a lot of music. A lot of it's been nostalgia, and I think a lot of people are going for nostalgia at the moment because it makes you feel better. It's like harkening back to a happier time. I've been listening to a lot of things that I was into in my teenage years, early 20s, so there's a lot of noughties rock and a lot of emo stuff in there. Uh, lots of stuff like Bowling for Soup, Blink-182, Green Day, Mike and Michael Romance, Him, Panic at the Disco, Fallout Boy, The Academy Is. If you remember them and know who they are, extra points for you because they are one of my favourite bands of all time. They are awesome. Uh, Dresden Dolls, absolutely love Amanda Palmer. She's incredible. She's one of my favourite human beings on the planet. Um, so, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of nostalgia, a lot of... Back to happier times, I guess. And I think a lot of people have been doing just that. And that's fine. That's absolutely fine. But I have been discovering some newer stuff as well. And I say newer stuff, because I guess the album's been out for a little bit. But I uh, recently, fairly recently, discovered Billie Eilish. And I'd heard a couple of her songs like just out in public. Or one of them was used as an NXT Loud theme for one of the takeovers about a year or so ago. And I thought, hmm, she's got something. I really like her. I really, really like what she's doing. It's slightly different, and I appreciate that. I appreciate different. Different is good. Different is interesting. And I like her attitude, and I think she's going to do all right. And I hope she'll kind of keep her head on her shoulders and she'll be fine. I think she will be. She seems to have you know, family looking out for her pretty well, and she seems to be pretty driven and knows what she wants and she seems to be pretty much under control she directs her own music videos and things like that so I'm, I'm feeling pretty positive about her I think she'll be okay I've been watching a lot of stuff as well um, might as well get it out of the way I have been watching an awful lot of Supernatural I myself have got up to as far as has been broadcast in season 15 but at, I got the box set for Christmas finally got the box set for Christmas so it was seasons 1 to 13 and then season 14 separately and the plan was that I was going to watch them all through with my husband and that I was going to finish watching season 15 and he was going to join me uh, in basically watching the whole thing through so it would be my second run through and his first run through because he's never seen it and now it looks like we might end up watching the final episodes the same time the way things are going because yeah who knows like I said earlier who knows when it's ever going to get picked up again it's that uncertain world that we live in at the moment so supernatural lots of supernatural loving that we are currently just about to finish season seven in fact as I speak we will be watching the final episode of season seven tonight and if anybody out there is a supernatural fan and knows about season seven you will know it is basically one long dick joke it's fantastic and it's the culmination the punchline of that dick joke tonight and it really is it really can be seen as a punchline i will not give any spoilers it's fantastic the writers were on top form that season and i've got to say i love the way the actors threw themselves into it, it it's crazy and it's a wonderful incredible series it is one of the better series it's brilliant i mean not that there's a duff series in my opinion but from beginning to end season seven just really stands out and i've been watching it through again thinking ha ah, i remember every single second of this so good so good we're also fortunate enough to share a subscription to disney plus with one of my brother-in-laws and it's been great i've been watching a lot of old movies i've been 
watching a lot of the animated movies that I grew up with, my favourite one of all time is the Oscar-winning Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, this is, as I say, this is the animation, not the live-action version. I love the animation so much. It is one of my favourite films of all time. It's, it looks visually, it's absolutely gorgeous. I love the story. It's not too long. It's very easy to get into. The song's catchy. It's fantastic. So I'm so glad that I've been able to pick that up again because I haven't seen that film in years. Uh, watching Robin Hood. I love the Disney version of Robin Hood. Uh, I want to watch Sword in the Stone soon and The Little Mermaid and Aladdin. I've watched Sleeping Beauty. I love that. I want to pick up Cinderella again. It's all these films that I grew up watching and absolutely adore. Such good films. Oh, I watched oh, Muppet Treasure Island. Fantastic film. It's the In my opinion, it's the second best Muppets film after Muppet Christmas Carol. Muppet Treasure Island, fantastic film. Absolutely incredible. So Disney Plus has come out at the right time in terms of that. The other thing is that not long ago, about a year or so ago, Disney purchased Fox, which meant that they got all of these episodes of The Simpsons, and they're all on there. And me and my husband have been watching them from Series 1, Episode 1. Now, I used to watch them on TV, but they've always been shown out sequence. But watching them in sequence, I realised that there's running jokes that I just didn't get the first time around watching it. So it's like watching it from fresh again. It's brilliant. I'm so enjoying it. So enjoying watching The Simpsons again in a way that I never realised I would. So I'm, I'm really glad that we're watching them in sequence. It's a fantastic thing, and I'm grateful that they're on Disney Plus as well. It's given us hours of entertainment so far, and we've only had it for a few weeks. The other thing has been... Uh, let's stick with things that I've been watching, shall we? Uh, the wrestling. I'm a big WWE fan, uh, as I've mentioned already, and in the coming weeks, as I say, there will be podcasts about this. But... Um, I'm a WWE girl. I grew up with WWE. Uh, my husband grew up watching WCW at first and then switched over to WWE when he got in, his family got a new cable contract or something. Uh, but I only had access to WWE and I love it. I absolutely love WWE. I'm not going to go too much into WWE right now because, you know, there's no point really if I'm going to be doing a podcast in a week or so's time about WWE. But what we've had is WrestleMania, which was the weirdest WrestleMania I've ever watched because, like everywhere in the world, uh, America's been affected by this and they were under lockdown in Florida and couldn't um, couldn't host WrestleMania. The idea was it was going to be Tampa Bay and in a huge stadium with tens of thousands of people in attendance and they had to move it to the Performance Centre in front of a crowd of uh, zero so it was bizarre. It was on over two nights. It was split into two nights of about three and a half hours, three, three and a half hours each. And it was really well done. And I want to say congratulations to the performers because, honestly, it was the weirdest set of circumstances not having a crowd there. And they all put in such a fantastic show. And special congratulations to one of my favourite wrestlers, Drew McIntyre, who um, has become the new WWE champion. Thoroughly deserved. Absolutely fantastic. And is the first... Uh, British WWE champion, so I'm really, really pleased that he got that. I was like, I could barely watch. I was like watching through laced fingers. I, I was terrified that uh, Lesnar was going to beat him. But oh, so good to see Drew McIntyre. I, it, I'm, I'm sat here smiling as I'm talking about it. It was so good. Uh, coming up uh, this weekend is Money in the Bank, so I guess I'll be talking about that a little bit in my next podcast as well. 
that's going to be weird again absolutely no audience and they're doing something they've never tried before which is the men and the women are going to be holding their money in the bank matches at the same time and they'll be working their way up from the ground floor of the corporate towers for wwe right up to the roof where they have a wrestling ring set up loads of ladders and they have to climb the ladders literally climb the corporate ladder to get the money in the bank contract it's going to be really interesting i don't know how they're going to do it but I'm willing to find out, and it's going to be absolutely crazy. So I'm actually really looking forward to that. I have also discovered I'm not just a WWE girl anymore, I'm afraid. I am also into AEW. Um, it helps that a lot of my favourite wrestlers who have spent some time in the WWE have gone to AEW. But there's also some fantastic new talent there, and I will be talking about that in a future podcast as well. I'm really enjoying AEW. It's fantastically well put together. And again, it's a shame that... In the short time that they've been on air, like six months or so that they've been on air, they've spent probably about half that time, if not just more than half that time, performing without an audience. But what they've been doing that's different to WWE is the performers that are there have been keeping a social distance from one another, but they've had babyface wrestlers on one side of the ring and heel wrestlers on the other side of the ring. And that's really, really worked because they've been cheering on the babyface or the heel that are in the ring at the time performing. And they're there to perform themselves anyway, so... They might as well. And it's that's been really good fun. That's been so much fun to watch. And just to have some form of atmosphere has been brilliant. I, so again, I just want to commend all the AEW wrestlers as well. I know how much hard work that they put into this over the, over the weeks. And I know that they recorded something like six weeks of TV in like a day or something. It was absolutely crazy. So thank you to all of the wrestlers out there who have been keeping the show on the road. And under some really weird circumstances that there's absolutely no way they trained for this um so thank you the entertainment has been incredible i've been taking part in something a bit silly this is actually connected back to supernatural as well uh gish the greatest international scavenger hunt uh, the world has ever seen um <laughs> it's this stupid idea and it's so wonderful and i love it I love every second of it. I've wanted to take part in the actual scavenger hunt for a year or so now, um, but never had the the balls to do it. Uh, this is pretty much amongst the uh, weird brain children of one Misha Collins, who plays the angel Castiel in Supernatural. He has his charity Random Acts, and the idea is that you commit, you go and commit. I like that word, uh, a random act of kindness somewhere, uh, and help people out. And the uh, greatest international scavenger hunt basically raises money for charities and you take part and you do these weird and wonderful challenges as part of it. Only, of course, at the moment we're all under lockdown. So it's the stay-at-home edition. You can sign up, you still get put into a group. There are several things that you can do. I'll say several. There were 54 in the first one. God knows what they're going to come up with for the second one. And the idea is that you pick and choose the ones that you want to do and your teammates pick the ones that they want to do and you submit them and they're worth different amounts of points and then the team can potentially win the competition essentially. But we just wanted to play for fun in our team and it was great. We had a great mix of people from all over the world. Uh, We had some Americans in there. We had loads of different Europeans in there. It was fantastic. In the end, eight of us were able to actually take part in the day and we managed to complete 30 of the 54 challenges and... We were really pleased. We were really pleased with the outcome of that. And the great thing is that we're still in touch with each other. I mean, one of my teammates actually lives just down the road from me. uh, And others, like I say, live like across the pond from me. But we're all in touch. We've set up a a group meet, as it's called. And we've been sort of texting each other. 
on a pretty much daily basis. It's been fantastic to stay in touch with people and like I say, it's all, all like-minded people that came together to do this absolutely crazy thing while we're all in lockdown. I'm probably one of the few people in the world that's going to leave lockdown with more friends than I went into it and I haven't even been able to physically see people. And like I say, I pretty much have this crazy gish thing to thank for that. Uh, so I want to thank everyone who's been involved in setting that up and organising it and a big thank you to Misha Collins for basically taking his time out to to encourage us all to be a bit crazy. The next one is going to be taking place on the 30th of May. The sign-up is currently available. Just type GISH into your search engine. And there are several different options. There's, It's all done in dollars because it is um, based in America. Don't worry, the charity money does pretty much go to anywhere in the world. Um, it's almost like charities can apply for it. So if you're in the UK, don't worry about it. But hey, why would you be concerned about mon charity money going to America anyway? I mean, we're all in this together, aren't we? A lot of it is uh, for COVID-19 relief as well. So it's definitely worth it. Like I say, we are all in this together. Uh, there's a sort of 15-ish dollar version, standard version. There's another one that's 60 odd dollars. Uh, but you get some incentives. You get like a postcard from Misha Collins. And uh, this time around, there's a mask available and all sorts of stuff like that. Uh, the $15 one gives you just the standard sign up. You don't get anything special for doing that, but you sign up. And you can donate a bit extra, and that provides a kind of gisholis ship. I can't even say it. Um, but it allows people who are currently furloughed or who have lost their jobs due to the COVID-19 pandemic to take part where they don't have to pay to sign up. You can basically provide a little bit of funding for them to take part instead. Um, so that more people can take part because really it's all about having some fun and keeping occupied and keeping your spirits up and that's the most important thing um, so yes thank you to everyone who's been involved in that it's fantastic and I among many others really appreciate the work that's gone into that one final bit of entertainment for me has been reading I have I'm an avid collector of the novels of Haruki Murakami. I absolutely love his work. Uh, it's surrealist. I love the themes that run through his novels. I don't want to give away too much because I want you to go and read them. But if I had a reading recommendation, it would be any of the novels of Murakami. And you can pick up any one and they work as a standalone. But if you read them in chronological order, there are themes that seem to run throughout. There are the odd little recurring characters that pop up from time to time. So it's definitely worth, if you can, eventually reading them all in chronological order, which is what I'm doing. I've done it before, but I'm doing it again. Uh, so that would be my reading recommendation. And the reason I'm going to cut this a bit short is actually this has gone on since a bit longer than I intended. But this is the first one and lockdown life is weird. So, stay home. Stay safe. Protect our key workers by staying at home. A uh, little message to any listeners in the UK. It seems likely that we're going to find out very soon what bits of the restrictions are going to be lifted. If you are at all unsure, if you are at all feeling unsafe, do not go out. Just because restrictions are being lifted doesn't mean you have to go outside. Unless you are an essential key worker, you should still be working from home. You shouldn't be visiting other people's houses. Uh, that doesn't look like it's going to be in the first bit of the restrictions that are lifted. It's more going to be you can go outside and get more exercise. Because it 
apparently has been proven or something that more exercise means you're less likely to suffer the respiratory problems. Um, I'd have thought that'd be pretty obvious anyway. That kind of goes hand in hand. But uh, like I say, stay home, stay safe, look after each other, be kind to each other. We're, we're in a weird time right now. We really don't need to be having a go at each other. I had a slightly unpleasant experience uh, walking back from an essential shopping trip yesterday where someone was uh, kind of making fun of what I was wearing and I thought, really? We're in a global pandemic and all you can be concerned about is the fact that I'm wearing jorts in 21 degree heat, which for the UK is very warm, by the way. I know some of you listening will be going, what? 21 degrees? No, 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 this is Celsius as well, by the way, and that's warm. That's a bit warm. So yep, stay stay home, stay safe, look after each other, be nice to each other, and I will hopefully see you in the future uh, for the next podcast. Uh, just looking through my notes here, because I've been making some notes to remind myself, um, I'm going to be talking about wrestling. I will be giving a rundown of my top 10 favourite wrestlers, male and female, uh, some of all time, some current, and I'll be giving some honourable mentions as well. I mean, there's far too many to mention, I've flipping love wrestling and I pretty much love most of the wrestlers that are out there today uh, so that's what I'll be talking about next time, in the meantime stay safe and see you later